Hey everyone, if you've been enjoying Straight Talk with Storm, I just want to let you know that this podcast is easily created with quite a friendly learning curve on Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. It is also distributed to many, many podcast hosting channels via Anchor. I can't suggest it more. I personally enjoy it. And thanks so much to Exotic Vivian over at T as in Tom, S as in Sam, E as in Elephant, G as in Glue podcast, which can also be found via Anchor, Spotify, and all other means. But yeah, Anchor.fm is great for all your podcasting needs. You should get on it. Hello, this is Seductive Storm and welcome to my podcast. I hope you'll enjoy it from time to time. It'll just be me talking to you on topics and other times I'll have co-hosts or people that I'm interviewing. So get ready for some real talk with Storm. Hello everyone. It's another episode of Straight Talk with Storm. So I'm going to jump into this. As you guys know, I always do my podcast recording late as hell at night. Because uh, that's when my home is the most quiet. And my phones are the most quiet too. However, again, if you hear buzzing or any of those noises, I apologize in advance. So, I wanted to discuss. This one's more for the clients. But ladies, I encourage you to share this with the clients. Because I don't know how many of the gentlemen actually will listen to my podcast. Although I hope many of them do. I used to have so many of them that read my blog before the blog I have now. Um, That first blog was taken down by an asshole client who liked to blackmail people into seeing him when he didn't want to comply with screening. So it's interesting that tonight's topic is screening. Gentlemen, there is a huge difference between discretion and anonymity. I want you to think about that for a second. Anonymity means you really don't want anyone to know who you are, what you do for work, nothing. And it is unreasonable, A, for you to trust your body with someone who you can't trust your information with, and also for you to expect your companion to trust her body, her home, her hotel room with someone she knows nothing about. So, let's get into it. Basically, providers ask for the same things usually. First and last name, real phone number, no app. Work information, so we know you're not a police officer. Although, I want to caution ladies and gentlemen on this one. Because police officers often have second jobs. Because, let's face it, paying a police officer unless you're very high in ranking does not pay that much. So often that imp- that income needs to be supplemented. 
But also LinkedIn profile verification. Let me explain. Your LinkedIn profile verification is not acceptable without a photo of your picture ID. I let people cover their home address because I understand that, you know, there are some crazy providers out here too with bad intentions. So I don't suggest showing your home address to anyone, even the home address if you're doing an out call, but that should be the only time. But LinkedIn profiles are only acceptable as screening if you're sending the provider your driver's license or ID, a business card, or she's able to find you on a website also, or if you have 200 plus connections that are connected to your industry. If none of those things are happening, then your LinkedIn alone will not be enough. I have gentlemen do ridiculous stuff sometimes. Like send me their LinkedIn profile that they just created because they knew I was gonna ask for it for screening. And it shows that you have zero connections Sweetheart, none of us are accepting that unless we're very green or very new. <clears throat> Provider references. Some of us still accept these. It's a slippery slope because law enforcement infiltrated review boards a long time ago. I've been busted twice, 2004 and 2011. And I can tell you both of those gentlemen were on review boards. The first man was on big doggy that was undercover that busted me and the second gentleman is a man with 25 plus reviews of reputable Atlanta providers still to this day I'm happy to share his information with you if you all want some of you Atlanta ladies and I know exactly who I'm talking about but they know that we're asking for provider references so they join the boards and see certain ladies who they don't arrest to build those references. So provider references, unless you really, really know the provider, you all have some type of camaraderie and you really trust her judgment. I would strongly suggest that you do not accept provider references. Everyone gets very comfortable with P411 and arrows. And thinking everybody in these two places is reputable. The girls on Arrows are high-end, reputable. The, the gentlemen on P411 have been vetted. Those things are not always the case. Arrows does have police officers not working for them that aren't a part of Arrows. I'm not going to touch on everybody's conspiracy theories about Arrows. And when I say conspiracy theories, I don't mean that I don't believe some of them. I just mean that there are things that you all need to assume are happening on every site. Everyone wants to assume Eros is working with LE. You should, per, you should assume that every site after FOSTA SESTA that still managed to stay up or that came back up is working with law enforcement and govern yourself accordingly. Remember, it is not illegal to sell your time and companionship, ladies. So keep your ads clean. And make sure you got all kinds of legally well-written disclaimers on your sites. But a lot of men like to use provider references because they feel like this way she got my name from P411. She sees my name there or she sees my 
you know, screen name from whatever review board, she can check me out to vet me that way. Again, this just is not the right way to do things to stay safe. And gentlemen, I know that it's easier for you, but it really, um, it's not the way to screen. Screening, in my opinion, should be done with real world information and real world information only. And I know that you as the clients hate that. And I know girls hate it too because it's slower money. But the hilarious thing about that is the only gentlemen who ever complain and say they have so much to lose are usually the gentlemen who have nothing really to lose. And by that, I mean, like, they're not going to lose I'm sorry, if you're walking at, working at Walmart and you're not in management, it's not a career, <laughs> it's a job, and you're not losing anything if someone finds out. You'll get fired from Walmart and you'll go find another minimum wage job and it's going to be okay. <laughs> um, as far as your wife goes, this is a topic for another episode with providers who are not nice, <laughs> who out people to wives and to jobs and who steal deposits. And there's this gamut of ladies that fall into that. But I can let you guys know because I don't want you to get scared of screening because I mentioned those things. Less than 10% of reputable providers would ever do such a thing. Because we know our reputation is everything in this business. So most of us will not do that. I cannot tell you everybody won't, but most of us won't. I am not going to front. I'm not going to cap. I am known for blacklisting people and I'm known for doing it so they know I did it because I'm just a bitch who wants you to know that you fucked with me, pissed me off. And I, I now have cut down your chances of seeing providers to a great deal because love me or hate me. Even in the escort community, for as much as some of these girls may hate me, they know I know my shit and they know I'm reputable. So they know if I blacklisted someone, they deserved it. I don't blacklist people just to blacklist them. Some people blacklist people, another thing that provides you just not someone nice, just to keep them from being able to see other people. I know none of y'all are my man. I have a man. And I don't have any desire to keep any of you other than just as regulars. But I'm not trying to marry any of y'all. I'm not trying to get in a relationship with any of y'all. You know, that happened once to me 11 years ago. And that's the man I chose and that's who I'm with. And I won't be picking another one. (laughs) But when a man says to a provider... So, guys, I want you to listen to this so you don't ever make this mistake. When you all say to us, I need discretion. I'm not comfortable with giving you my information. The way that sounds to us is, or even when you say I have a lot to lose, the way that sounds to us is like my life is more important than yours. My freedom is more important than yours. My safety is more important than yours because you're a sex worker and I don't have any respect for you anyway. And I don't see you barely as human anyway. Oh, on top of it, you're in most cases, not all, either a transgender, which a lot of people still don't accept and respect, 
or a woman, which a lot of people don't <laughs> respect and take seriously <laughs> and give any credence to. Um, it's sad. And I know a lot of you listening are like, I'm not a misogynist. I, I value women. And maybe you do for the most part. But I can tell you that it's very misogynistic to say to a woman, I have a lot to lose. Or you're a sex worker. Why would I trust you with my information? And black providers get it the worst. And I don't understand why that is. To the point where some black providers teach other black providers that they cannot screen and make money. I'll tell everybody, no matter what race you are, screening will slow your business down. But you'll be safer at the end of the day. So I suggest strongly that you take it. And that reminds me, oh my gosh, there was a girl who mentorship who I was supposed to get back to today and email her everything about how screening should be done. For those of you who may have not know, I also am a screening and booking assistant and web designer. And you can get in touch with me at either at Storm Assist with an S on and on Twitter, or you can email me at taken by storm designs at gmail.com if you need an assistant who actually knows how to screen gives a damn and is going to actually keep you safe and also help you stay organized but back on task so men please stop telling providers that you have a lot to lose um and why would a, why should they give their information to a sex worker screening while not everyone does it when it is done by reputable providers, most of us require the exact same questions. So I'm baffled when a man comes to my screening form on my escort sites when I'm seeing clients and says to me, and he's not comfortable answering those questions and he'll go look to see someone else. She's going to ask you the same questions as me too. And if she doesn't, you should be careful because most of us after FOSTA-SESTA, other than those of us who, because of lack of ad venues and lack of understanding how to still make shit work, most of us screen hard because most of us don't want to catch a case. <laughs> and, and that's the truth of it. If I don't screen you or if any young lady or other gender that you're interested in does not screen you, they run the risk of losing their life, being seriously harmed or going to jail. I do want to say screening is not 100% effective. It does not necessarily save you from all and any of these things, but for the most part, it does. I'd say you have 80% chance of your screening being successful and giving you the information you need. Gentlemen, listen to this. This is important. Did you know that when we ask you guys to screen and you don't and you force us to do it, like when we get angry, I do it when I get pissed off when someone won't screen. I'm going to be honest about that. I'll use all the different apps that I pay for to keep my assistant clients safe, along with my own internet sleuthing, and find out everything. I, we can find out all your family's names. We can find out that address that we otherwise would have let you cover up on the ID or driver's license. We can find out where you work. We can find out everything just because the internet is at our fingertips. And whether you think you've left an internet 
digital trail or not, you have in most cases. Most of us, when gentlemen won't screen, I'm going to keep it 100. I've done it to several people. I screenshot them everything I found on them after they refused to screen. Just to show them that I find much more than what I'm asking for on that form or in my email. So it's to your benefit and your privacy benefit even to give me what I asked you for and keep it simple. Because if I have to dig myself, uh, I'm just going to know so much about you that if I was hateful, it would be bad. Um, luckily, I'm not crazy or hateful and going to show up at someone's wife or job or out anyone in that fashion. But I am probably going to blacklist you because I feel like if you're not willing to adhere to the young lady's screening procedure, then you don't respect her boundaries and her regulations. And that conveys to me as you don't, you're not going to be a good person as far as being a non-boundary crosser when you meet in public. You're still going to try to manipulate the situation and have it your way, regardless of what it is. And as a companion, we don't want that. You screening and following our directions first gets you the appointment faster. And secondly, it shows us that you respect us enough to respect our boundaries and our rules. And then that makes for such a nicer and more natural flowing appointment for you and for us. So discretion because I said anonymity is just not giving anybody anything. Discretion is offered by some of us to the utmost. I have non-disclosure agreements available on my sites when it comes to screening. I'm happy to sign one and give you a copy of it. Well, not give it to you, but keep a copy of it because I'm sure you don't want to take it home because then your significant other is going to wonder or find out where you were. But I have no desire to ruin you and most companions don't. Companions are not out to ruin their clients. We have bad apples, but literally it's less than 20% of us. We're not going to steal your deposit in most cases. Again, that 20%. We're not going to blackmail you, extort you, or out you and misuse your information for any reason, because eventually that gets known to people and then you don't get any more customers. So ladies who are doing that, just remember, once you get to be well known for stealing and keeping deposits and outing people or blackmailing people with the information you found through screening them, first it makes it bad for all the rest of us, but it definitely damages your chances of seeing people again. Now, if that doesn't bother you, and if you want to rebrand and change your name every 30 days and never build any credibility, feel free. But gents, really, seriously, most companions aren't going to do these things to you. We just want to feel safe. We just want to be safe. And girls who screen should make you feel safer. You have to think that a girl who's not screening has probably made some bad decisions and that maybe she's invited undercovers over without knowing. And there's just all kinds of scenarios. Or maybe like we've had here in the Atlanta area and Athens area, uh, She's out to murder you or rob you, put you in the trunk of your car. 
You know, if it's too easy, nothing in life that's easy is worth it. That's that's not a new expression. And that's something that anyone over the age of 20 should be familiar with. Something that's cheap usually isn't good. Now, once in a while, you can find a cheap bargain, but it's rare. It's very rare. Sometimes I do it with clothing, but I just know that I have to wash it a lot more gently or just expect that I'm only going to wear it once. Um, so discretion for us means we're not going to share your information with anybody. That's not what we're collecting it for. We're not collecting it to ruin you or to show it to anyone. We're just simply collecting it to make ourselves feel safe. I know a lot of you have wives and girlfriends and children and jobs and all kinds of stuff that you're trying to protect. But if you're that scared about losing everything, then maybe hobbying, and I hate that word. I'm just using it so everybody knows what I mean, but I hate that word. But maybe seeing escorts and companions isn't for you to begin with. Um, and I'm shaking my arm and the phone is on the arm of the couch. So you're probably hearing background noise and I apologize for that. But yes, men do not understand the difference between discretion and anonymity. And you guys have got to start understanding the difference. We're going to be discreet because we want you to return. We want to build that lasting friendship and companionship relationship with you guys in most cases. Again, I don't out pe- I've never outed a guy, but I definitely do not blacklist them unless they're a boundary crosser, unless I did meet them and they really, really rubbed me the wrong way or, or they were disrespectful. Men, when you can't get your way about rates and screening, it is never acceptable to call sex workers derogatory names or to threaten them. <clears throat> On review boards, a lot of men have started using reviews as a form of retaliation for girls that they haven't even met. That's another conversation. And I'm going to be discussing that actually with one of the gentlemen from Twitter, that and a few other questions in this coming week. Um, Hopefully, I'll also have Toy of Atlanta giving her perspective on being a retired sex worker. But I'm definitely going to have on a client from Twitter um, he now has a podcast too, but I'll let him plug that when this comes out and when I interview him. But his his podcast is what made me think about this because he kept talking about discretion. And I just wanted you men um, and even new providers to understand there's a difference in discretion and anonymity. They, they are not the same. Um, and discretion, we as companions can give you and will give you. Anonymity, absolutely not, because we have to protect ourselves. There are some ladies in the pick me club who will let you slide by without doing that, just like they'll let you slide by without deposits and all kinds of shit. Um, I am not it. And most of the people who I do business for and with are not it. And I just wanted to address these things lightly because next week when I have the gentleman on, I am definitely, definitely, definitely going to be addressing this with him because he brought it up. So this is like the prequel to it because I wanted to give the per- the provider side perspective of discretion and anonymity and how different they are. Again, 
screening is not a hundred foolproof to any of the ladies who are listening, but it does help. Cause you know what? If anything, in the event something happens to you, people know where to look. And to guys listening, that shouldn't bother you. If you're not going to be a monster, a rapist, a robber, or murderer, her having that information so she feels safe and is okay should not be a problem to you. And I have to question any man who's a client who has issues with doing anything that a provider asks to make her more comfortable, whether it be paying a deposit, whether it be paying for the appointment ahead of time, whether it be going out to dinner, if you're having fur for outing or overnight, and whether it just be something as simple as that booking form, you have got to learn that, you know how they say happy wife, happy life? We're not your wives and your girlfriends, but if we're happy, you'll have a much happier session. So I tell you again, trust your companion after you've done your research on her. I'm not going to say that reputable ladies can't also be assholes and devils. They can, but again, less than 20% of us. So do your research. And in most cases, you'll get a feel for, unless you're just thinking with your dick, you'll get a feel for who is actually safe and who you can trust your information with and who you can't. Now, I'm sure some men of Atlanta are like, Storm, bitch, we can't trust you to information. You blacklisted me. Again, if I blacklisted you, you fucking deserved it. I won't ever apologize for it. It is what it is. I did not blacklist you for nothing. And maybe to you, it's a small thing. Just like when husbands and wives argue, or if you got a boyfriend, I know you all that got relationships know what I'm talking about. Men get angry when people express why they're angry or when people try to get respect, a lot of men get angry at that. And then it becomes a, you're being silly. It's not that big of a deal. They kind of look down or talk to us in a not respectful way, patronize us, if you will. And this is no different. This is the exact same batshit crazy shit. Clients understand This is a business where the client is not always right because this is involving someone's heart, soul, and their flesh. This is, we're not plastic, we're not toys, we're not robots, we're people. And so in this business, no, the client or the customer is not always right. Your provider makes the rules and sets the tone. And I know you all don't like to hear that, but it's true. It's her body, her rules all the time whether you like it or not. And so if you can't follow those rules, blacklisting is exactly what you deserve. And I will do forever whatever I needed to do to keep the rest of the community safe. Um, my blacklist at one time had like 500 people on it. Now, this was within years of of compiling, but I'm just saying that many people were on it, and especially here in Atlanta. Um, It is important, guys, to be respectful and to not blame others when you know you're the one who fucked up. Don't get mad at me and other providers for blacklisting you. 
you might feel like it's nothing. And I also get upset when I hear other providers taking the side of the male client and trying to say what's is and what isn't a blacklist offense. What a blacklist offense is an individual decision. That's not a, only these things. This is the circle of events that had to happen type thing. What you may find acceptable from your clients, I may not find that acceptable. And if I feel it wasn't acceptable, homie is getting blacklisted. I don't care how good of a client you think he is. So I just want everyone to understand there's so such big differences in discretion and anonymity. I posted the definition once and hold on just one second because I'm going to pull it back up because I feel it's important and I really want to read it to you guys. So discretion is the quality of behaving or speaking in such a way as to avoid causing offense or revealing <clears throat> private information. And it is also the freedom to decide what should be done in a particular situation. However, that's not we're talk, what we're talking about. We're talking about the first definition. So again, it's the quality of behaving or speaking in such a way as to avoid causing offense or revealing private information. So that's discretion. And then we got anonymity. And okay, so anonymity is simply described as the condition of being anonymous, meaning no one knows anything about you. Um, it's basically like being faceless. And that is something where your name is unknown, like the provider knows nothing about you. That's just simply not acceptable. You're asking her to share the most precious thing she has, her body with you. And you are comfortable sharing your body with her, but you don't want to give her information about you. That is insane. It's so ridiculous. And I need you all, if you're that worried, like I said, seeing girls isn't for you. You're a big boy. Put your big boy trousers on and give companions the information that they ask for so they can feel safe in seeing you. It's really not that hard of a concept. Okay, guys? And girls, I hope you learned something from this. Stick to your screening. Don't give up on it just because it doesn't work instantly. Don't give up on it just because Joe Schmo over there doesn't like it. Don't give up on it. I actually mentor someone and she always wants to know whether or not she should let a gentleman know why she's declining him if she found him on a blacklist. And I told her, absolutely not. They don't deserve to know that. All you need to do in that situation, because I want to leave y'all with this. If you ever need to decline someone, just tell them that you feel as though you and them are not a good match and wish him well in his search to find someone else. He doesn't need to know he was blacklisted or any of that because who just changes information? So try to stay away from that. You either don't respond to him at all, which you have every right to do, or you do respond and you let him know what I just said. I feel we're not a good fit. I wish you well in your search. But gentlemen, 
screen so you can see the ladies that you know you've been dying to see. Stop making it hard for us to see you and to enjoy you and for us and for you to enjoy us. I don't know what this one's going to sound like. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm not even going to worry about this background noise right now because I'm sleepy as hell. But I just really wanted to get this one off my chest because I feel it's important that those two episodes are going to go hand in hand. Well, these two episodes, um, I will be releasing this along with the interview with the gentleman when I interview him, because I think they kind of need to go hand in hand for it to be cohesive and to be informative the way it needs to be. So thank you again for listening to Straight Talk with Storm. Good night, everyone.